You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. We're going to drink a fine whiskey and smoke a really fine cigar. I said, hey, ladies, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I said, hey, ladies, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. You're welcome to drink our whiskey and smoke our really fine cigars. One more time, boys. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. We're gonna smoke a really good cigar and drink a really fine whiskey. It is happy hour. Welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I'm Jamie Flanagan. I am Matthew Fox. And welcome. We are here. It's whiskey, spirit, cigars, and the stories that go along with it today. Matthew and I ventured out into the very, very cold we, Michigan winter. We went out on the road. It took us about an hour and a half to get out here. We kind of came north, east. That's it. Yeah. And puts us into the heart of Lansing. We are in downtown Lansing. We are at the very first distillery ever in Lansing. That is American Fifth Spirit. Well, yes, welcome. Thank you. So, <laughs> yeah, so we have owner Rick and master distiller. Can we call you a master distiller? Sure. All right. Or mad scientist. What, what do you prefer? <laughs> Cars is uh, our distiller today, and he's gonna. We're gonna get the story behind uh, American Fifth Spirits, and we're gonna. See, there's like a whole array of things. We've been tweeting out the pictures. There's a whole array of bottles on the table, uh, and a flight in front of us is just trouble, trouble waiting to happen. Rick, thank you for having us. Thanks for coming. Yes. And uh, tell us a little bit about American Fifth. Um, how long have you been here in Lansing? And then uh, how did you become American Fifth Spirit? Sure. Uh, so we opened in April of 2015. So we're coming up on four years. Oh, fantastic. Um, and when we opened up, we just started with vodka. And we were contracting that uh, with a, a local distillery here. Mm, okay. And so after we actually opened up our doors and had the equipment and everything set up, then we... Uh, released a gin and then white whiskey um, because every small distiller had to have a white whiskey at some point. White whiskey. So, so we, we've been around uh, the block a couple of times and we I have yet to try a white whiskey. A white whiskey. Oh, yeah. we can do that if you want. So, well, okay. Are yeah. you a good witch or a bad witch? It's uh, the white whiskey. It's yeah. probably the bad witch. Even though it's yeah. Um, Thankfully, those that trend has kind of moved away since us uh, distillers are getting older and we have some older stock okay. uh, of age goods. Um, but uh, and then yeah, so we were making uh, whiskey fervently during that time, and so mm -hmm. now it's we're a few years into it, and we have some pretty good inventory of some age goods. Yeah, yeah, you were uh, took us on a small tour not too long ago, and you, you've got quite quite the stock going on, and you have some you have a lot of work ahead of you. Yes, <laughs> well, and we could always use more. Yes. <laughs> Um, so beyond that, though, um, my background is uh, I actually came from beer and wine wholesaling. So oh. I did that for just over a decade prior okay. to this. And then um, the the um, distilling laws basically changed. It was more the licensing laws, not the mm -hmm. distilling laws. Changed here in Michigan back in 08. Mm -hmm. And then that's when distilling kind of popped up on my radar. Um, being that I had worked with Michigan breweries and Michigan wineries for such a long time, um, I, I wanted to build my own brand. And that proverbial third leg of the bar stool 
that had been yet untapped was spirits. So I started studying distilling at that point. Nice. So how did, how did you and cars ended up uh, connecting mm-hmm. to... I'll let cars tell that story. Okay. <laughs> uh, how in detail do we want to get on this? Yeah. Yeah. Just tell and the I'm, truth, man. I'm no longer under an NDA, so... Right. Yeah. Um, the aforementioned uh, other local distillery was where I started out. Okay. And... I kind of poached myself, I guess, is one way of saying That's it. That's very true. Yeah. Uh, no, I, it, I won't name who they are, but with enough research, it won't be hard to guess. Right. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but I just kind of reached out to Rick one day. I was like, hey, you want to get drinks and talk about some stuff? And it's like, sure. So I worked with you over there, correct? Very briefly. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't very much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because when you were working with them, I was still a bartender over there. I wasn't a distiller yet. Okay. Huh. Yeah. So, so that like wasn't the... in Lansing, though. They're nearby. They're they're not technically in Lansing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's how your Lansing's first <laughs> distillery. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say, well, if you're getting your juice from somebody else, how, <laughs> how are you the how are you the first? Okay. Yeah. Right. So technically, you're an asshole. Cars' <laughs> <laughs> oh, judge of character is amazing. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we meet one time. He's like, hey, I want to work for that guy. That's, yeah. that's, he's pretty astute. That's great. All right. So uh, how long had you been uh, at this other uh, other place? How long have you oh, been? Oh, I was there for under a year. Okay. Okay. I. Worked there kind of in a roundabout way when I was still at Michigan State for my undergrad. Okay. So, so, so how does one become a, a mad scientist? <laughs> what, what's, what's your degree Wait, what, and, he, and what kind of training did you have? This is perfect for podcasts. Yeah. He's yeah, wearing a Michigan yeah. Tech uh, shirt. Yeah. yeah so, so, you know, so I had my Michigan Tech sweatshirt. <laughs> uh, went to Michigan Tech for a year. Decided it was too out in the middle of ass end of nowhere. Right. Yeah. Which it is. Yep. Still a great school. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, Michigan State for the other rest of my college career, sure. also for chemical engineering. Mm-hmm. And instead of what most of my peers at chemical engineering yeah. decided, they wanted to make money and have a cushy desk job. Sure. I wanted to be able to drink at work. Okay. So, Dow chemical yeah. distillery. Yeah, That's exactly. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, I just followed my passion instead there of the money. Go. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. So. It, so is there, because from what I, what I understand, Michigan State has uh, some really innovative, uh, and it's a place that people go when they're testing things out, uh, and there's some incredible mentors there. Were you able to, did you work with those people I at did. State? Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. So is that a specialized program once you have your chemical engineering? Uh, is there something that's more specialized for uh, distilling, and did you, did you do that? Yes. Uh, so when I was there, man, I graduated four years ago now. Um, time flies. Yeah. Uh, so when I was there, they had the beverage science program. It wasn't really a minor. It was more of a concentration, sure. I guess. Uh, I'm not even sure if it still exists. It's there in some form. It's, okay. yeah. There's been a few shakeups at Michigan State that the, the program almost disappeared oh. um, yeah. uh, a little while ago. So Curriculums will change. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, It might yeah. be there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, in some form, it's there, I guess. So. All right. Yeah. So, but there's, so there's a concentration. There's a... a a beverage. You said it's called beverage. Beverage science. Beverage so you science. learn about beer, wine, spirits, non-alcoholic stuff, but that stuff isn't fun. So sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. So uh, what drove you? Made you want to do the distilling of spirits over, so say, one of the micro brews or, or beers? How oh, did you no, find I, yourself? I started out wanting to do beer. Oh, okay. But, okay. Uh, I don't know. Something changed at some point. I couldn't yeah. even tell you what. Yeah. 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 <laughs> See now the thing is, I love. There's so many, you know, micro brews and 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 
you know, at the Grand Rapids area in this mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy with them. Um, I love the places. I hate the I hate the beers. I absolutely. <laughs> I just you know, if I go into one of those, I'm like, do you have PBR, please? Yeah, right. You know, it's like if it, Guinness, if they don't have Guinness PBR, I'll have a damn water yeah. or give me some whiskey. Because yeah. yeah. it's like I hate I I just I love the places. Most of the places are incredible. Um, but just the, the, the beers themselves, not so much. That's why, you know, the man cave is about the whiskey and the spirits. Yeah, Cause, right. uh, uh, leaving the microbrews, uh, there's plenty other, the beer tour guy and the <laughs> I'll, better I'll on do draft. A beer tour. I'll drink a good beer. Every once all in those, a while. all those guys. <laughs> but, uh, all right. So this space, and you've been here for four years Correct. and, uh, let me, let me compliment you on this space. It's a very, very cool space. It's the tasting room. Thank you. Um, and you have, uh, Big windows where you can see the distilling process going on, mm-hmm. uh, and more windows out into the back into the rack room where you can see the barrels taking their naps. Uh, tell us about this place. Is there anything special about this building, or uh, is, is it just kind of? It, it's very cool. Well, thank you. Um, really, this was I think the third or fourth location um, oh. that we looked at, okay. um, and it really truly is all you know the old adage: location, location, location. Sure. Um, the first, the first one at the very beginning, because I put this concept together back in oh nine. Okay. Um, and uh, it was during the Great Recession, and you couldn't get lending at all, so it kind of went on the back burner. But uh, this this area in downtown Lansing has completely turned around. Yeah. Um, it was a bit serendipitous for us to get here because uh, a lot of the stuff that has happened that you see, especially in the ballpark and the yeah. the. Um, you got the Lansing Lug Nuts playing right across the street from you. Yeah, so. correct. <laughs> and and the new uh, soccer team, which is happening this this summer, oh. uh, spring. It'll be the only professional soccer team in the state of Michigan. Wow, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's that's big news around here too. But there's a lot of development. Um, we have a new hotel coming in, a, a spitting distance from the outside of our wow. front door here. Um, that'll be done by 2020. So okay. all of this has kind of happened after we took possession of this building and right. got the distillery going. Um, there's this thing called placemaking, which I was completely unfamiliar with. Okay. Um, Help me understand placemaking. It yeah. is a concept where you um, basically build things that people want to be at. Hmm. So you're, you're establishing a place. It's, it's policy and uh, uh, there's, there's a lot of uh, NGOs and stuff like that that hmm. uh, talk about it. Um, and being that we're in Lansing, there's always policy talk here um, because of the government. <laughs> no so, idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's it's just one of those things that uh, it it's it's we're contributing to the revitalization of the Lansing area. Sure. It wasn't my intent. Sure. I wanted to make booze. Yeah, yeah. And have a cool place for people to to learn about cocktails and spirits and everything like that. And yeah. as it turns out, that's a movement that's happening across the country. Yeah. <clears throat> I like, Time, I like timing this, is everything. I like the space. Yep. So when you come in uh, to American Fifth Spirits, you can come in. You guys are open six days a week. Six days a week. Yep. And oh. then uh, there's a really big Half Moon bar, uh, just wonderfully stocked with uh, all of your spirits. And then uh, there's comfortable couches near the cold windows. <laughs> uh, uh, there's several uh, tables. There's games. Uh, you can board games and and uh, people can play. Uh, and hang out. There's cool music playing. It's a really cool vibe. Do you ever do live music in here? Uh, we don't. That's a whole another licensing thing. Fair play. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah um, yeah. That we're we we just had a meeting about it today. That we're kicking around to go visit that again. So. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and then you have the what is it called? The Crystal, the Crystal Club. Yeah. So that's our version uh, of are, a mug club. It's a yeah. Your version in the you got numbered uh, tumblers uh, in these peg type boards up on the on the wall, so people can 
join that, they get a discount? Correct. Yep. Uh, there's an annual fee. I think it's $55 a first year, 30 or $35 every year after that. Hmm. You get to take your Tumblr home with you at the end of every year when you renew. Um, and then it's 15% off uh, all cocktails, merchandise, food. Okay. Um, and then um, we do special promotions throughout the year. Like you get access to the first, you get first access to new releases that we have. Wow. Um, and then we'll do a couple of Crystal Club member appreciation months. 55, uh, 55 bucks the first year and then 35 every year yeah. thereafter. Yep. I'm thinking membership is a, is a good way to go. Has a privilege, <laughs> yes. So it, it, as, as you come in, like I said, your bar is stocked with your spirits. Um, is that all you can sell? We're talking about licensing earlier Correct. as well. Uh, you know, Uncle Sam wants his money. Uh, so what can you sell here? Uh, as far as uh, what goes into a cocktail, alcohol-wise, it has to be made here. Okay. So that that is what we are limited to. So that's why you see, I don't know, 10 different flavors of vodka back sure, there. We yeah. have a couple different flavors of whiskey. Um, we make all our own liqueurs. We make all our own uh, syrups. Uh, we hmm. juice. Everything is fresh juices. Um, yeah, so your uh, staff was walking in with just loads of groceries and lime and lemons and oranges just walking in and yeah. just smelling it as they're walking by. <laughs> it's a daily routine, juicing, yeah. juicing, juicing, and making syrups <laughs> and things. I, I like it. I like it a lot. So beers and wines, that's not so much. It's just nope. the spirits. And right. That's all you got. Yep. Uh, what about food? Is there a little bit of, I uh, notice, a, a we little do, bit of uh, snacks? We do just some cold snacks. Um, mm -hmm. We don't have a full kitchen, um, mm -hmm. but we do allow uh, people to bring in food. Okay. So uh, with uh, Uber Eats and Grubhub and everything like that now, it's, it's pretty oh, easy to get whatever food you want. Right on. Love the place. So, uh, been here for four years. You started with the vodka, so maybe that's where we'll start. Oh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about uh, what vodkas um, are available right now, and we're staring down a gold medal 2015 micro liquors and spirits. Correct. Yeah. So this is our, our our this is our vodka. This is American Fifth Vodka. Um, we originally went to the market years ago as Hue Vodka. Um, and uh, our gin was Capital Gin, and we had a Fat Five whiskey. So okay. we pulled back from that last year and uh, rebranded everything as American Fifth. So this is just American Fifth Vodka. Okay. So it's 100% uh, Michigan uh, soft red winter wheat, <laughs> and it's vodka. So it's, a, it's a wheat vodka. And it, it's right. vodka. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's very sweet. It's got a very sweet taste to it. Sure. Yeah. For, my, for my palate, it's just it's a very sweet. Well, how often do you drink vodka by itself? <laughs> Not very. Yeah, most people don't. Um, yeah. So it, uh, we use, uh, what is it, 100 parts per million of glycerol or something yeah. like that. Yep. Um, so um, that might contribute to that a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So the vodka, uh, from what I understand, you're still uh, back there. Um, you you have to you you still outsource this somewhat. Correct. Yes, yeah. We've used a number of distilleries around the state, um, and and still do. And basically, we're just running their equipment. We source the grain. Um, we send the grain down to them, and then they they process it. For oh, okay. Us. So okay. you you still it's kind of your recipe that you uh, yeah. dictate okay. to them. Yeah. More or less, just renting their equipment in a way. Sure. Right. Yep. You walk in sure, and say, sure. "Hey, I got all the stuff I need to make. Yeah. So I'm going to borrow that for a moment, right? Right. All right. <laughs> Very cool. So this is—it's all American Fifth Spirits. You've rebranded, so it's uh, a one-stop shop in the name. Yes. Trying to remember ten different things is always a yeah a pain. It's a difficult marketing challenge, too. A absolutely. So, uh, so American Fifth Spirits, but you did have a, another vodka. You said this one was wheat. Oh, uh, right. There was another a corn one that you did. Um, 
at the behest of the Lugnuts. Correct, yes. They pronounce it Lug, because there's an umlaut over the U. Um, <laughs> it's got the umlauts on it, yeah. Correct. So it's rock and roll. It's not rock and roll until you have the umlauts on it. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's a 100% Michigan corn vodka. Um, and the reason we did it separately is just to different, differentiate it from <laughs> right. what it is we do. Um, so that's available... Basically only at the stadium. Okay. Can people get it here? Yes, you can buy it here. Okay. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. But, yeah, that's the only two places. So uh, what's your price point on, on the vodkas? Where where are you at when someone wants to come in? Are there And are there flavored versions of this? You said you have flavors. Are, did you infuse these? Is there a flavored one available? We just infuse them in-house. Okay. Um, and we're using usually pretty fresh ingredients for that. Right. So us going to market with them, they are not UV stable or anything sure, like sure. that. So <laughs> we have not released anything flavored. Um, we just go out with this one vodka, uh, and it's $25 on the shelf. That's the yeah. state minimum price, $24.99. So um, we're right in there. Um, yeah. We're one of the more affordable Michigan-made vodkas. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, we, the, my personal opinion is the days of charging more mm-hmm. because we're craft are over, and we need to get more in line with our national competitors yeah. price-wise. Uh, yeah. hmm. So I like it. I liked yeah, it. I liked very good. it. Um, and so what's the difference in the process for, because everything else, the gin and the whiskeys are here? Everything else is done here, the gins right. and the whiskeys? Mm-hmm. So the gin it. is the vodka base, so we redistill the vodka for the uh, gin. Okay. So um, we, okay. And then, uh, yeah, the whiskeys are is, is completely done grain it, to glass in here. Is that how gin is that. typically done? It's a, a re-fermentation of uh, another spirit? I wouldn't say re-fermentation. Or not fermentation, but a yeah. redistilling of... Uh, uh, to some degree, yes. Yeah. Uh, there's... We do a London dry style as far as the manufacturing, not the flavor. London dry style? Um, well, okay. would it just be dry style? Dry style? I have no idea. Okay. So dry style? It's, it's a dry style. Um, whereas you can macerate too and then um, and then distill with the botanicals and everything in the mash. Okay. Um, but that tends to be a lot, uh, I don't want to say dirtier, but it, it kind of coats the inside of the still more. So if we had a still that was devoted just to gin production, mm-hmm. we could do it that way. But since we're doing everything on one still, we want to keep it as clean as possible. Okay. Yeah, at the first nose on uh, on the gin, you know, I, I'm getting um, citrus, a you know, real lemon yep. out of yeah. this at the moment. So I'm curious to see what the palate's going to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sam, are you diving in over there? Mm-hmm. All right. Look at yeah. her. Yeah, no. <laughs> there's that there's the ginger yes. okay now i get yep. the ginger on that too yeah it noses with the with the citrus but the ginger really is uh is really good on that yeah oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. You got that ginger this is your recipe very much so it's a beautiful recipe that thank you really good i i'm not a big gin drinker you know i i t- typically will stick with the whiskey or a bourbon or what have you but i've never been a big gin drinker this would change my mind Thank it you. is really, really good. We hear that a lot in here. Um, yeah. Gin is my favorite spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, so I wanted to make a gin that was approachable to people who don't like gin. Sure. And uh, on top of that, we have five gins uh, total available oh. in our tasting room. And uh, so the, the botanical makeup of this is going to be juniper because that's required by law in order to be gin. Okay. Be, have, have the predominant flavor of juniper, which is subjective because my predominant is different than your predominant. Sure. And so forth. Um, and then we follow that up with ginger, lemon peel, lemon thyme, uh, pink peppercorn, angelica root, and cardamom. Wow. Seven botanicals. And uh, I want to say it took about, I, I, th- I did the math, it was like 35 or 42 different variations to settle on this 
recipe. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So and from what I understand, the, the clearer spirits are, are a little quicker through the production process. Uh, there's, not the, there's not the long aging. You don't really age vodka. You don't age the gin. Um, so it's, we it's, do you, have some barrel aged gin, by the way. Though. Oh, okay. <laughs> do you? Okay. <laughs> nice little segue. That's it. So, uh, so you, you were able. That's usually people start with those because that's uh, what what they can what they can right. get out. Right. We, right. we could turn this even if we had a vodka still. We could be grain to glass on vodka in a weekish. Okay. Maybe a little bit longer. Yep. So you, uh, to kind of you actually do all the mashing here on site, right back in the parking lot. So that's why grain to glass. That's where that comes from. Yeah. Right. Oh, so awesome. Love that. And the one more thing about the gin is yeah. uh, we won a bronze medal for this at the 2018 San Francisco World Spirits okay. Competition. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, which I think is fantastic because uh, we'll talk about the bourbon, which we won a gold medal for, but uh, mm. there's multiple categories of, of whiskey. There's only one category of gin. Oh. So we're up against every other gin produced in the world that was submitted last year and came away with a bronze medal. Wow. So that's fantastic. I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah. Should be. That's yeah, 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 yeah. It is, it, it's well worth it. Be, like, just the gin the ginger in it and that, that it noses so well with the citrus and then that ginger when it hits you it hits you in a really good way i, I like it yeah i really do i do yeah sometimes yeah uh, it's i i, I like that one the truck's May i have another full. please <laughs> we don't have to cross the state line to get home do we it's gonna have to uh, all smoky and banded it if we, we, we do. do we do have a driver <laughs> <laughs> all right cool <laughs> So that moves us on to the White Witch. I mean, the uh, White Whiskey. Well, actually, no, we pulled that for you. So that's not White Whiskey. Um, we're actually going to skip this one. We're going to move down to the bourbon. All right. So move down to the bourbon at the end. All right. Um, oh, so this is your gold medal? This is your gold medal. Bourbon. Correct. Yep. So uh, this is just American Fifth Spirit bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I had the, the I talked to, uh, I believe, uh, Josh as your representative. Correct. Yep. Uh, there was a big event downtown Detroit in the Fisher Building, and uh, it's, it was Halls of Whiskey. And uh, there's tons of whiskey distributors and distillers there plying their wares, and then that's where I met Josh. We started chit-chatting and got me in touch with you. Uh, we, I tried it there. I, I yeah. tried it there, and I was enjoying it. But I, I was I was probably seven whiskeys deep. <laughs> <laughs> I was enjoying everything. Though. Yeah. <laughs> so what what do we got uh, with American Fifth Spirit uh, on so the bourbon? I'll, I'm I'm done talking. It's your turn. Oh, yeah. Come on, oh, come on, cars, bring it. <laughs> so cars, what is what is uh, what is the process on this, and what's the, so, the mix? If you look at our fun little cue cards that come with well, this. I, I, you know, before I even yeah, looked at it, I yeah. gave it a nose. Yep. And, and I did get a hint of, it's going to sound weird, I got a hint of vanilla. Okay. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. Then I looked at it. I'm like, oh, look, vanilla. <laughs> right? You know what you're doing. Uh, yeah. Reason. You're already a pro taster. Hey, thank you. Thank you. But yeah, I kind of got that hint because I, I, yep. I love a good vanilla flavor. But right? to be a bourbon, it has to be over 50% corn, correct? Yep. Right. It has to be and at least 51% corn okay. aged in a new charred American oak barrel and produced somewhere in the u.s okay right. there are any other regulations i'm missing there nope so yeah. we're at it can uh, sit in your mom's basement 63 percent <laughs> corn on this yep where does uh where's your corn come from oh the corn came from what williamston yeah we we pull corn from a few different places uh williamston uh we've pulled it out of the lc before um I think even the Grand Rapids area yep. when we're but in Michigan. Pinch. Yeah, yeah all it's Michigan. all Michigan. We right. call it maize, even though we're in Lansing. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Oops, sorry, bad word. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I got my undergrad at gotcha. U of M in Dearborn and 
got my journalism stuff here at state, so I, I don't know what sweatshirt to wear. <laughs> I just get confused. But uh, all right, so we're at sixty-three percent corn. What else is happening uh, in this glass? Oh, uh, we got cars? what twenty percent wheat, twelve malt, and five percent rye. Again, this was another one of Rick's recipes that existed before I got on board. Okay. Um, I think we still have maybe one of your barrels sitting back there before I took over. Yeah. Um, took over like this is a hostile thing yeah. um oh man i don't know um this i've been drinking this stuff for a long time so i can tell right now that this sure. is from one of the smaller barrels so. oh my god that's wonderful <laughs> right, right. um so we we for a while split up between larger 30 gallon barrels and smaller 15 gallon barrels just so that we could have aged stuff quicker yeah the 15 will the, age a bit ages, quicker than, yep. yeah, yeah exactly. more rapidly the kind of rule of thumb is smaller the barrel the quicker it's going to age sure. just because of but surface you, area to volume ratio but right? you have to be Some very i understand you have to be very careful because the taste could change so yeah. drastically on a 15 as opposed to the 30 yep. if you wait too long yeah that's right? another risky yeah. run yeah. like we have these little two liter barrels sitting up top with our merch uh it's like two hours yeah exactly <laughs> we whenever someone actually buys one of those it's like check this thing in two weeks max yeah. it's gonna taste like wood and ash oh wow okay yeah. so disclaimer yeah thanks exactly. for that. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no this is i really like this bourbon recipe obviously i wouldn't i would have tried harder to change it if i didn't <laughs> like it at this point yeah um Typically, when I do drink bourbon, it's higher rye stuff, but the 5% rye in this still comes through a little bit. It gives a little bit of bite right? just at the very end. What, uh, what proof is this? 90. Oh, 90%. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It's got, it's got a little bit of a spicy mm -hmm. on the end of it. Uh, it's actually very smooth. Very good. Thank yeah. you. Very good recipe. You, you, they, there's a reason why this got gold medal, I would imagine. Right? I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually Jamie. <laughs> he's, like he, he's nodding his head. He's saying, yes. I'm, I'm taking the, the so I'm getting the, the, the wood taste afterwards yeah. and the fig. I'm, yep. I'm feeling the fig in the after. Mm -hmm. um, that's nice. I like that. Yeah, but it's kind I of could nice smell the spoon. vanilla, but I don't necessarily taste the vanilla. I, don't I, I smell it. it. I smell it. Um, yeah, yeah. Love that. I like it. Yeah. Sam, try it. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's not a bourbon drinker. She's uh... all right, and so. Um, What's your price point on the, the bourbon, the American Fifth? Uh, uh, we're on the shelf for $50 for that. Okay. <clears throat> so people can find, and people can find uh, the American Fifth Spirits where? We're, we're distributed across the state. Okay. Um, are you limited to Michigan right now? We are limited to Michigan. Okay. We're actually heading down to Indiana tomorrow to, oh, nice. to try to figure out some distribution down there. Break a leg. Okay. Yeah, Is it a legality yeah. thing or just... It, Your van all, only gets so much gas mileage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's all legal stuff. There's so much wrangling involved sure, with sure. this. So, um, yeah, just figure out who our best options are down there as far as a wholesaler and looking to expand into Indiana this year. Because right. yeah. that's the thing. The government's got their thumb on it that they, 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 you have to go through a, 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 a wholesaler. Correct. And, and, but only yeah. when they're open. Yeah, so. and and, yeah. and yeah. if they were open and running. Yeah. That's a yeah. whole different so conversation would, right yeah. now. That would, yeah. that would help. Um, all right, so for now, Michigan, do you do any online sales? From what I understand, is it Michigan, we can't do online sales in Michigan, or do you do we online? We can. I am looking into it. There's a few online retailers yeah. um, available, but again, you have to find a wholesaler to go through for that. Okay. Um, yeah. So there's there's still some um, legal wrangling on that end, too. Sure. So 
Um, and knowing that we do want to uh, expand territory, I don't want us to get into a contract in a certain territory that's going to limit us to where we can't go traditional brick right. and mortar three tier system. So, okay. Okay. Um, again, yeah. it, it, there's so much legal stuff. Yeah, involved. There, there's a process, and you know you're following that process the way you're supposed to. Yeah, you got to protect yourself. You right. Know, CYA. Exactly. <laughs> right? So, how much bourbon are you making? Uh, in a month, in a year, how much? Um, how much well, we did a hundred barrels last year. Not Ooh. all bourbon, but all okay. all whiskey. Okay. Um, and uh, probably half of that, if not more, was in thirties. Correct. Yep. So, yep. Um, you know, if you take a look at, uh, um, actually, you know, I know exactly because it's year end of year, and I just did a bunch of tax stuff. <laughs> um, we did twenty six hundred proof gallons last year. Okay. Um, and which equates to just over a thousand cases worth mm. of, of booze at ninety proof. Okay. Um, that is only with cars working. We have had yeah. uh, we've had <laughs> in the past we've uh, run a, a couple shifts in the distillery um, because we had some some good talent around yeah. that uh, allowed us to do that. But uh, right now it's just cars, so okay. we could we could expand on that considerably if we had another shift running. It is a one man show back here. Yeah. It is. Okay. Yep. Man with the finger, his fingers on the pulse of Lansing and, and <laughs> spirits, is, right? <laughs> something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is it. So what's the what's the plan for the the future? Are you are you, are you, are you, are you will you get another still? Is there room here for another still? Yes, Ooh. actually, if we if we upgraded the size of our equipment, um, we could expand our production nine times out so of size this. Size matters. Yes, it does always. <laughs> don't let anyone tell you otherwise. <laughs> um, so it's possible to expand our production nine times out of just this. It's probably a seven hundred square foot yeah. distillery area. Yeah. Um, but we would need more storage area too. So um, right. as you guys saw, we're pretty packed to the gills back there. Yeah. Um, so we're already looking at another warehouse facility. <laughs> are, are you thinking about another location, or you're like ah one? Tasting rooms enough, or uh, where where are you going with, um, with that? One tasting room is enough. I do have <laughs> my sights set on one particular location in the state, and if I could get it, I would jump on that pretty okay. pretty uh, quickly. Um, but uh, nothing has presented itself as All of right. yet. There. Yeah. All right. Well, so in the next five years, we could potentially see American Fifth, just not in Lansing. This will always be our home base. Right. Not um, just in Lansing, but... Correct. Yeah, it would be more of a tasting room type thing, not okay. another production facility. Okay. So, drinking the bourbon, um, straight was nice. Okay. Uh, you guys do a lot of cocktails here. Uh, there's yeah. a whole crazy menu uh, of cocktails. Um, <laughs> what do you like to? What do you like to mix with the... You, with the uh, you know, it really depends. So we, first of all, we have 50 plus cocktails on our menu. Okay. And we yeah. add 10 to 12 every month. So every single month, we're always working on next month's cocktails. Okay. And what that allows us to do is use fresh ingredients, seasonal ingredients, keep up with trends better, right. um, really just kind of play with whatever tools we have available to us and always, always trying to improve. So that being said... Um, it depends. So right now there's a cocktail on there called the Fireplace, okay, um, which I think is terrific. Yeah. Um, but that is our. We actually had it that night that at um, the halls of whiskey. Okay. I think we called it something. I was different. Re- yeah, I was drinking yeah. straight. But um, uh, yeah, so that has our bourbon in it, and uh, we uh, make our own shrubs here as well. So we have a Lapsong Souchong tea shrub. And then an elderberry cardamom syrup with some lemon juice in there for acid. Sorry, I have um, to say, there's a festivus for the rest of us in here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we have we have uh, 
uh, fun with the names too. Yeah. So especially coming out of the holidays, the one down here, Eusebius Clark, um, <laughs> was also a favorite. Clark. Oh, that's great. What about Grace? I said no. That was great. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you serious, Clark? <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> so this is the we just tried the American Fifth bourbon, uh, bourbon. bourbon right? So, uh, but you said how many? You said you have like twenty different variations uh, available right now, or oh, of whiskeys? Yeah, yeah. Um, twenty plus. Uh, yeah, we have 10 out right now. 10 out, yeah. okay. Um, we are releasing two next month? Two or three next month. Three. Three next yeah. month. We're releasing three. All right. Okay. We're this releasing um, a high rye bourbon next month. Ooh. We're releasing a wheat whiskey next month, and okay. we're releasing a spelt whiskey next month. A what? Wow. A spelt. spelt. Spelt? Yes, which for some reason people think is gluten-free, but it isn't. It's full. <laughs> it's chocked full of gluten. Nice. Um, <laughs> But uh, beyond that, we have a whole series of malt whiskeys that we've done. Okay. Um, we have this. Probably half a dozen different rye whiskeys, too. Really? Oh, yeah. You remember we were on that rye kick? Oh, that's right. Yeah. We did a malted rye. <laughs> <laughs> we did a malted rye. We did a smoked, smoked rye. Yep. Um, <laughs> we did some weird stuff. Smoked rye. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. sounds interesting. Um, yeah. We have a, I'm going to guess probably 15 to 20 more whiskeys in barrel yet to come out. Wow. Okay. Wow. Goodness. Amazing. Uh, that's so a lot, what's that's a there's one more on the flight here. What's, Correct. Uh, yes. What's next up on? So this the, is the not flight. the white whiskey as okay. labeled, but okay. this is our signature malt whiskey. So oh, okay. Um, the reason we are including this is because this is available in distribution right now. Okay. Um, so everything we've tasted so far, the vodka, gin, bourbon, and now the single malt or right. signature malt rather, excuse me, yeah, um, is available in distribution. So if you ask your local party store, it's like, hey. Get me some American Fifth Spirits. Your distributor pretty easily can just kind of go click, click, click. Oh, hey, it is available, and then right, they correct. can bring it in for them. Exactly. Okay. Um, so this is a hundred percent malt whiskey. It's a single malt, I guess you could say. Okay. Um, even though America doesn't have a designation like that. Sure. Um, but it's uh, the malt bill is pretty unique, and that was by design. So when you distill something, you actually magnify it 30 to 35 times. Right. So we used 80% Munich malt. So think um, Oktoberfest beer. Okay. Um, that real high, super intense, malty character. Okay. We distilled that with 20% um, honey malt. So honey malt is, That's is what toasted is. even just a few degrees That's beyond that, Munich. I'm getting that, that honey nose when I'm nosing this. So right this now. is, I tell people this is, gonna, this is a malt whiskey that's going to kick you in the teeth as far as the intensity of flavor. Ah. It's not harsh. Okay. It's just really, really malty. Oh, love it. Ready? Yep. Here we go. Cheers. Wow. That's very distinct. You got that honey on the on the back end there a little bit too. Mm-hmm. So it's I think it's a little bit tannic because of the the, the more of the toast level mm-hmm. on that malt. Yeah. Um that's very unique in a in a very good way. Jamie's contemplating something. Yeah, I'm just over there. I'm trying to. Am I, am I getting citrus on my tongue afterwards? Is yeah. it? Uh, I'm getting uh, the honey on, on on the back of the tongue because that's part of that, that's part of that process that you were just right. talking. I wouldn't about. say it's smoky, but I, I get the char. Right, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, which would be from the barrel. Yeah, yeah. It's not really a smoky flavor, but it's it's a it's a nice char. It's not mm-hmm. overcharred. Um, yeah. So on the back my of te- our my labels, teeth, my teeth were kicked properly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on in there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a uh, it's interesting. We uh, we take this out, and it's not the cheapest whiskey. Um, it's it's fifty dollars on the shelf as well. Mm. But um, we 
we get some mixed results when we take this out. Either people love it. Mm. It's usually the foodies that love it because, like, like you said, there are so many things going on. Yeah. Um, that uh, they see a lot of potential in it um, as far as if, if they're looking at it, cocktails or whatever the case may be. Um, and then there's people who are just like, whoa, that's just too much. I don't, I don't like it. But um, the re- we did it by design, like I said, because we can. Right. Um, part of the whole thing of the craft uh, distilling movement is uh, ingenuity mm-hmm. and being creative. And uh, this is one of the ways that we felt that we could achieve that. All right. So on the label, this is called what? This is Signature Malt. Signature, signature malt. malt. So American Fifth Signature Malt. Mm-hmm. The, Correct. The, okay. the labeling is a green with a gold, a, yep. green with gold lettering. Correct. Almost. Okay. Yep. All right. Wow. Nice, 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 nice. Um, so, how, we we run into this question all the time. How do you how do you suggest people drink this? I personally prefer it um, just on the rocks. Okay. that's that's me. Yeah. Um, I I really like this in a whiskey ginger. Okay. Yeah, Ooh. I think it pairs oh. really well. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we have uh, all right. things we need to try. <laughs> This one's a little much for me to just drink neat. I yeah yeah yeah. See, I've told you that before. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a lot. I don't like to have to struggle through my drinks. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we did one of the malts that we did um, is a hundred percent honey malt. Yes. And that so that's only twenty percent honey malt. Yeah. And then the hundred percent is like peel your teeth off. Oh my gosh! Right. Very um, sweet almost. Or? Well, no, it's it's, oh. it's just so malty. Like oh. the intensity of flavor again is just so intense that. Wow. It's one of the things to me. That's like on the upper echelon of right. what you can do as, with a whiskey. Hmm. And and so the malt comes from where? Oh boy, that one came from Pilot Malt House. Honey what? malt? Yeah, the honey malt came from Pilot. Okay. Yeah. So that was Michigan grown. Okay. Barley. Hmm. Okay. Malted in Grand Rapids. Unfortunately, that malt house is now out of business. Ah, hmm. So this might not happen again. No, we can get honey malt um, through other. Uh, um, channels are yeah yeah. Okay. I mean it's it's a it's a pretty typical uh, okay. brewer's malt. Sure. Okay. Um, so we can get it from some of the larger producers out of Wisconsin and Minnesota and stuff. Okay. So now you took us on a tour, and while we were cruising around on the tour, you talked about a barley and a barley strain um, that had kind of gone uh, un, not undiscovered, but just kind of went dormant, not dormant, but people weren't using it. I uh, thought it was lost, and now it's back. Tell me that. Tell me that Sorry. story. So again. that is Spartan barley. The Spartan barley. Okay. Um, back in 1916, okay, uh, there was a, I don't know what they're called, some sort of scientist at Michigan State that uh, created a new uh, barley strain. Mm. Okay. That was uh, resistant to whatever chemicals uh, and pesticides were being used at the time. Okay. So that strain of barley became the most prolifically planted strain throughout the Midwest and into the Pacific Northwest Hmm. um, for barley. Well, 30, 35 years go by, new pesticides, herbicides come along. It um, isn't resistant to those things, so they moved on to the next strain. Okay. Um, So it was basically forgotten about. And then in 20, I think, 15, there is a current professor at MSU that read about this and uh, did some research, found five grams of the seed at a seed bank in, I believe, South Dakota or Idaho or something yeah, like oh, that. Wow. Okay. Right. So brought it back, um, got that five grams. Grain, Don't call grams. it a comeback. 
Thanks, LL. I like this. Brought that five grams back and cultivated it enough and grew it and grew it and grew it until Michigan State was able to do a commercial harvest of it, grow and harvest of it. Two years ago, I think? Three years ago? Three years ago. Okay. And the first harvest was only 5,000 pounds. And we were fortunate enough to get Twenty uh, percent of that. We oh. were the only Michigan distillery, only distillery period to get any of it. Um, the rest of it went to the brewers. So wow. New Holland was the first one to come out with a beer. Um, it was called Russ's Revival or something like that. So if any I remember beer heads, a little bit about yeah. that. Yeah. So um, they they just released it at their pub over in Grand Rapids. Okay. Um, but as it turns out, because of the the fact that it's a hundred years old, mm-hmm. um, the physiological makeup of the grain itself is far different than it is now, mm. and so it it isn't good for beer. Okay. Um, and so Pilot again, this this uh, malting uh, house in Grand Rapids was the one that uh, was doing all the malting for it, and all the feedback they were getting back from the from the brewers was this is terrible, stop making this, this is no good. Okay. Um, and. As it turned out for us, I think it made a really fantastic whiskey. So, what, yeah, what are you using the MSU barley here? What, what's it being used in? Whatever. We call it Spartan Malt. Spartan Malt? Yeah. Um, okay. So, the first batch is gone. Um, okay. <laughs> then there was a hiccup. We were, we were about to contract with Michigan State for them to grow us all the Spartan barley that we needed. But then Pilot went under, so we didn't have any place to malt it. Ah. Um, so, since then... Um, there's another malting house now up in Traverse City called Great Lakes. Great Lakes Malting Company. Um, that um, so what Michigan State did was they dispersed <coughs> the seed of Spartan barley, and so any farmer can pick it up throughout their their normal seed purchasing channels. Okay. Um, so there was a farm or two or three, I don't know how many, up around the Traverse City area that uh, grew it, and then um, Spartan or excuse me, Great Lakes uh, malted it specifically for us, right? Because they weren't doing it or. Uh, I think he was doing it for a couple breweries. He didn't mention any other distilleries, okay. so it might be other distilleries. But So we do 100% Spartan barley, Spartan malt whiskey um, that is in barrel right now. Oh, okay. Um, that we, our next batch will come out, I think, in August, I think is when we All have right. it slated for, assuming yep. the government opens Shh, up. He's sleeping. He's taking a nap. <laughs> we'll wake him up in August? Yes. yes. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, just in time for football season. Hey, there, hey, you, there you go. Perfect. Well timed. Yeah. As long as you can get the labels in time, right? Yes. Sorry, too soon? Yeah. <laughs> Stupid government. <laughs> yeah. So, but it, it's, it's, we've talked to people, and it, it's truly amazing the, the process that you have to go through uh, to get your blends approved, and then the bottling and the packaging approved. Everything, mm-hmm. everything, all those steps have to be approved on, somewhere on a federal level, right? Correct. Yeah, there's, um, there's a few different steps. So, um, there is a formula approval that may be necessary, may not be necessary. Sure. So vodka, you don't have to go through a formula approval. Gin, you, depending on how you make it, you might have to. Mm-hmm. Bourbon, you don't. They just assume these are the rules. You're following the rules. Um, brandy, for example, we do, we're do. we releasing an apple brandy next uh, month that we worked with Virtue Cider out of Fenville on. And um, we have four versions of it. We have hmm. a, what we call naked. So it's, it's an O to V style. It's non-aged. We did a... Um, French oak spiral um, experimental aging on it, and we did a used uh, whiskey barrel. Use it was a ten or fifteen gallon barrel um, uh, experimental aging, and then we have a bourbon barrel aging on it as well. Wow. I didn't know that any time that you take brandy and 
put it under the influence of oak, that requires the formula approval. Ah. So we were able to get the, the naked brandy right. uh, through the labeling process because that doesn't require it. Right. But because of the government shutdown and everything that happened after that, the other three are now on the back burner. Huh. That's, that's, uh, darn, that's amazing. That darn government keeps that holding is, them back. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> so cars, uh, distilling. Is there one of the blends that are out right now that's kind of like yours that, that you came up with the recipe? Oh, is there one? Is the, there something out right now? What's and which one is your favorite of your oh, own? My favorite. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so right now, uh, what Rick mentioned earlier, the high rye bourbon that mm. we'll be releasing. Yeah, we have a bottle Ooh. over here. Oh, are we going to taste it now? Yay! Too? Can, awesome. All right. <laughs> um, but the high rye bourbon is mine. I was drinking a lot of, like I said, high rye whiskeys at the time and i think i was just kind of bored making the same bourbon every day so i came to rick like hey he has a pretty short attention span yeah, I do. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but i came to rick and i just said hey we have all this rye sitting around why don't we use it for bourbon yeah. something new yeah, yeah, yeah. yes please may i have another mm. so this one's a little more simple than the uh Standard bourbon so what, recipe. Okay. What should so we, what's uh, what's the mix on this? Yeah. What so should we what should we expect here? <laughs> uh, it's sixty percent corn, so it's still got a lot of corn sweetness to it, but yes. it's thirty percent rye instead of five, so okay. it's a lot more in your face with the rye spiciness. Ten uh, percent malt, just because. So it's just okay. a three grain versus a four grain. Okay. okay. So no wheat in this one. Yeah. That's the way it's hitting me. Yeah. <laughs> spicy. Yeah, there's, yeah, I got there, that there's, spice. A good, there's a good amount of spice in that. I like mm-hmm. it. I'm speechless over here. <laughs> <laughs> so this has a, this is going to be released here pretty soon? Or is that uh, what we're working yeah, on? Yeah, beginning of next month. Beginning yep. of next month? Fantastic. Yep. And what's the the name on that going to be? It's American Fifth Spirits High Rye Bourbon. American yep. High Rye Bourbon. Okay. So, uh, it's that simple. Very yes. simple. Yeah. 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 And it's right. interesting though. Um, the That's government uh, requires when whenever you put High Rye on a bourbon for some reason. I don't. I haven't tried High Rye on anything else though. Um, they required me to put the mash bill okay. on the front label. Okay. Which was uh, I, I'm I don't know where that came from. It's not in any um, of the legal language I've I've read as far as. Uh, labeling requirements and stuff but it was just sure. really weird that they kicked that back to me and made me do that and then i did some research on a few other high rye bourbons and they're all on the front so okay um odd and the thing is we aren't trying to hide anything anyway mm. um, right right uh yeah. we even if other people have our recipes they don't have the exact same equipment as, as us they don't have the same taste profile sure. I, I do everything by taste in the distillery it's not entirely scientific okay yeah. <laughs> okay it's more of an art form Hmm. Yeah. No, I'd love that. So is there something that you want to do? You're like, I got the, what, what's the next thing that you want to do? What's in the, in your head thinking I might want to try this. What's the next crazy recipe you got? What's the, we've been joking around probably since two months after I started. What's that? Isn't that all good ideas? Yeah. yeah, We're joking around about the, uh, when you distill the lees of grape brandy. 
Oh, Grappa? Yeah. That's not a joke. I'm not, no. I didn't find that funny at all. I'm trying to make Grappa. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. One day I'll convince you. No. <laughs> not on this still. Get your own still. <laughs> there you are. Um, I knew there'd be something. I knew there'd be something. <laughs> no, Grappa, I, Grappa's bad. Yeah. But I still want to try and make it. Okay. <laughs> just as a challenge. Um, but on a serious note, I, we're, we're working on releasing a Fernet. Which is something that no one asked for. What's a yeah? What's a Fernet? Yeah. Go ahead. Do you want to take this? Oh, go ahead. Okay. Um, so, Fernet is kind of a, a minty amaro, kind of like if you took Campari and added a whole bunch of spearmint to it. Okay. Yeah. It, to a lot of people, it's very medicinal. It tastes a lot like Robitussin. Okay. So. Okay. Some people like that. Some people not so much. I personally love it. Yeah, so in the development of that recipe, um, well, first of all, Fernet is probably most synonymous with Fernet Branca, is the uh, the world's probably easily best-selling Fernet, okay. um, and that is extremely minty. Um, I think we turned the mint down a little bit and went a little bit more bitter, um, yep. and so the whole process of us determining that mm-hmm. recipe, um, it wasn't quite bitter enough for me. But it was a little bit too bitter for everyone else. <laughs> um, so we met a, at a happy compromise there. Um, but uh, it's it's one of those things that uh, it's a fantastic thing to mix. Um, it's uh, almost a schnappy schnapp. Uh, no, it's, it's it, it is technically it's a it's a liqueur. Okay. Um, but we use just the the minimum amount of sugar in it to, okay. to qualify it as a liqueur. Gotcha. Um, and so it doesn't really come out as sweet. But uh, yeah, we're I'm looking forward to using it in um, Negronis. Um, and anything else. Oh, actually, Cars came up with a fantastic uh, recipe. It was, uh, what, two parts bourbon, two parts fernet, one part maple, and one part lemon juice. Wow. I think oh, it my was, God. Not maple. It was honey. Honey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And So, yeah, who comes up with the recipes for all your signature cocktails here? Just the staff. Yeah. 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 How we, many people do you have? How many bartenders do you have um, slinging drinks in this place? Well, uh, we have, I think, 10-ish people um, that work in the tasting room and uh, we require them to come to we call it BevDev beverage development okay Um, and we meet two times a month and uh, they they have to come to one of them and and come with with some ideas Um, and the thing is it uh, there's no ego involved Um, sometimes uh, they hit it out of the park on the first try other times you got to work on it three four or five times Mm -hmm. and um, with we all have the common goal of just making the best cocktail possible. Right. And so um, when they're presented um, to me and, you know, I ask, what you, what's your goal with this? What are you trying to do? What sort of flavors are you trying to pull out yeah. of this? Um, and then let's, let's work in that direction. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a lot of fun. There's not a lot of, um, there's not a, an established talent pool um, in not only Lansing, but most of the Midwest when it comes to uh, cocktail development. Um, it's growing just because of the resurgence of cocktail culture. Right. But um, so there's a lot of learning that's involved or, or, or attained as well. Yeah, bang ideas off of each other and oh, just yeah. kind of do, you know, just make something that's going to be potentially good for the community and what have you. Correct. All right. I like that. So there, there were, we had the whole flight in front of us, we played through that. Uh, there was an array of bottles on the table. You said there's a, a few things for us to try. So we did the high rye bourbon. Yeah. Yes, we did. Uh, Sam, stuff that one in the bag. That one right. is. <laughs> when he's Wheel not looking, rye. grab that one. Wheel of rye. All right. So let's do this one next. Yeah. All right. 
What is what is this? So <laughs> this is. Well, I'm sorry. What was the alcohol? Rick, what, you, what was the percentage of the? Yeah, what's the uh, what's, that was, what was the ninety proof. proof. Ninety yeah, proof. Get a okay. damn label on that thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, so we're gonna do. Um, this is the Syrah barrel finished malt whiskey that Ooh. I spoke about. All right. Uh, so tell us about the the barrel, the the Syrah barrel. So um, um, is a, is a winery in California? Correct. Yes, but Bruce Michigan Russell. Roots. Bruce Russell is the winery. He's also the winemaker and or wine winery owner. I met him at a Made It in Michigan um, extravaganza or something. I don't know what you okay. call it. These are clean glasses for us. Oh, so. and, oh uh, all right. Cool. Yeah. Perfect. So he has, his family has owned um, a property in Russian River, California, for 50, 60 years or something like that. All right. And um, through people passing on and whatnot it, it's come into his control and they've been growing syrah on there so if you guys know anything about wine uh russian river is mostly known for um pinot noir uh and uh chardonnay so syrah being the uh, really hearty uh grape um a little bit more bold a little bit more tannic um it's not really known to be grown there his syrah is absolutely gorgeous and um so i stayed in contact with him after i met him and and uh kept bugging him about getting some of those old barrels and hey, so we, you had one in the back right now. I had one. Yeah, we <laughs> bought, I think out of that vintage, he had 12. Okay. I think 12 or 14. I can't remember. And um, so it, the, the shipping to get them from California was going to be the same if it was one barrel or all of them. So I just took all of them. Sure. Uh, and then we sold the rest of them off to uh, cideries and a few breweries and things like that around the state. But uh, yeah, we put some uh, malt whiskey in this. And let it sit eight months, I believe. Yep, ended up being eight months. Yeah, and so this is a, a straw barreled finished uh, malt whiskey. Okay. Wow. Cheers, fellas. Cheers. Cheers. This is eighty-eight proof, I believe. Right, eighty-eight point five or something like that. Yeah, whatever it came out of the barrel at. Yeah. Mm. So this was a fifty-nine gallon barrel, which is pretty standard mm-hmm. wine. Barrel size, but twice the size of what we normally right, deal correct. with. And it sat for eight months. You say? Yes. So just finished in it. Yeah, it's got a really nice, uh, nice bite on the end of it. Really nice, spicy bite. Not a bad bite in any way, right. shape, or form. It's just it, it hits you, yeah. and it stays there for a few. It really does. Yeah, it really it very good. Kind of adopted that dry red wine. Exactly. Flavor, yes. Which I, was the point. Yeah. I like the fruit quality of it because mm-hmm. that's all the wine barrel aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. With the, with the dry. Yeah. Yeah. Just like sits there for 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 a while, just like mm-hmm. a night like a red wine would do a little bit, right? Yep. So these are things that are on the horizon, uh, coming out soon. Um, hopefully, why are we going to license again? Yeah, you that know, one six, I don't even months. know. That one I don't know. I, we may have to get a formula approval on that one. I don't know. Oh, okay. Because it, it was finished in a different barrel. I don't. Right, right, oh, right, right. I have no clue. It just may be uh, holidays and parties for the family, right? Yeah. <laughs> we have more. I'd like to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's. Uh, it's worth selling. That's interesting. Because sometimes really you, though, you can just send them the recipe. We did this in this barrel and X amount of this and X amount of that. But sometimes they actually want a sample. That's true. Do you, have you run into that where the government has asked you, oh, we need a, a sample oh, yeah. of that? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. On, on two uh, things in particular. 
Um, what do they do with it? Do they taste it? Do they throw it in the the, the, the hyperbolic chamber and you know the? Bring me another. Because if they're tasting it, I want that job. Well, the, the two things that they've asked for are the absinthe and the fernet, and the reason being is because uh, we have wormwood in those. Okay. So, um, do you guys know the story of absinthe? No, no. it'll but I, it can kill you. No. Oh, well, I mean, yes. If you drink enough alcohol, oh, yeah, it'll, it'll kill you. All right, what's the absinthe? So absinthe um, was uh, banned in the United States and most of Western Europe for about a hundred years. Right, right. And I want to say, I think it was 2010. I think it was it was legalized again. The reason there's multiple reasons it was banned. Um, one of them being um, it was thought to make you go crazy. Hmm. So okay, um, crazy killed one of the two. <laughs> So, and, and wormwood was the ingredient that they thought did that. Okay. But um, there is an actual psychoactive um, element within wormwood. It's called thujone. Okay. Um, the situation is, though, that there's actually 50 times more thujone in sage than there is in wormwood. Fair play. Um, it was. It was. The witch, they blame the witch trials. That's why I Salem on that. No, they, they, oh, they blame they? the yeah. They blame the witch trials in Salem of the the, the madness to, to to the wormwood. Oh no, kidding. Yeah. It's one of the theories. Yeah, so, it's a history lesson. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Bring it. Um, so there was that aspect. Really, they didn't have the science to test it at that point. Right. There's still that stigma, which is why we have to send it into um, the, the government. Um, if you want to know more about it, it has to do with the French wine consumption and everything, too, that led to the ban as well. And the whole temperance movement was right around that time as well. So um, absinthe was extremely, extremely popular in France and, and Western Europe. And... Uh, the French wine industry was losing market share because of it, <clears throat> and so therefore they wanted to end that. Right on! Wow! Now, yeah. now I know about that. That's uh, yeah, because I'm because you're waiting on some packaging and approval for for some of the things, mm -hmm. and with the shutdown, it doesn't help. Uh, Not at all. It, it, it no. slows the process down. It's just a, I, I, it's amazing the government involvement in our lives. Yeah. I just just give me a drink, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Quit. But for but for a whiskey and a bourbon, you know, they we're, we're still waiting, which is not a bad thing for yeah, you know for spirits. So yeah. it's just it's we want to get things moving, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So right. what is this third one that we have? So the third one is uh, this is one hundred percent Wheeler rye. So um, it's a lighter color. It is it a lighter, is a lighter color. color. Caramel, really caramel, amazing. Caramely color. Yeah. Um, it's reddish in the in the in the high rye there. The high rye has mm -hmm. got more of a deep reddish, and this is more it's of a more of a caramel, a caramel lighter flavor. caramel, yeah. caramel look. So um, this is a very particular strain of rye that is only grown at the farm that uh, that we work with in Elsie, Michigan. Okay. Um, I, I'm not real sure what the legalities of uh, owning a strain of rye is, but um, they're the only farm in the world that does it. Oh, um, and. As it turns out, it makes a beautiful rye whiskey. Huh. Now, how did you find so what, the, how did you find Elsie uh, yeah. and what they do? Um. Oh yeah. It was through. They they basically wow. approached us. Okay. Um, the it's it's a family owned farm for 150 plus years or something like that now, and um, through I think some business networking thing, I a friend of a friend mm, kind of okay. introduced us, and then they they came down. And Fair said, enough. "Hey, we have this rye. Um, you want some?" And I said, "Yes." Okay. Um, so <laughs> why would I say no hesitation? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the initial plan was to include it in our bourbon mash bill, um, and then uh, he's a cars is a huge uh, rye drinker. Rye is not my thing, uh -huh. um, but um, 
we decided to, to do a 100% this. And, and as it turned out, it's really, really fantastic. So this is 100%, 100% rye? 100% Wheeler rye. Wheeler rye. Wheeler rye. Yes. All right. So very, very specific. And so at Cars, was this your uh, hair brand idea? Kind of. All right. I guess, yeah. I would never think to do anything 100% rye. Yeah. No, yeah. It, it's horrible to work with, like, most rye. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean it's horrible to work with? Uh, rye is a very protein-heavy grain. Okay. So in processing it and mashing it um when you have a starch heavy grain like corn or like malted barley uh it kind of breaks down and becomes very soupy instead of like thick oatmeal okay with rye it just kind of turns into glue (laughs) yeah uh it's really low yield so based on a batch of this 100 percent rye we are lucky if we get half a barrel Oh, okay. Of finished product. Wow, okay. Whereas with bourbon, we can fill a barrel off every batch, more or less. Right. All right. Yeah. So, so what? So what should we expect with with this? Honestly, I haven't had this one in months yeah, now. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Well. <laughs> is this, is this available? Uh, nope. Label. Oh, okay. Okay. Label issue. Label issue. Okay. Yeah. So we're waiting yeah. on a label. Yeah. All right. Um, but uh, I mean, it's it's rye, so it's going to be super spicy. Sure. Okay. Um, and I snuck a sip while you guys were talking <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the fruit quality on this one uh, comes across pretty nicely All uh, right. which makes it a little bit more palatable Cheers. for me I've been saying Cheers. that a lot <laughs> yeah you're Ooh. driving home Sam <laughs> thanks for being here Sam <laughs> our producer extraordinary <laughs> oh so I don't there think it's overly spicy no yeah. the spice um, is there but it's a it's not overbearing. It's gonna. It's sitting on the on the top of my 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 the roof of my mouth at the moment. Right. So, yeah, I think this particular rye really comes through more of like uh, uh, a dry cookie kind of thing, like a tea cookie. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's, you're it's super not poetic. very sweet. Oh, yeah. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> this is where well done. Yeah. Very Thank well you. done. Rye. I've never had a hundred percent rye. That is very well done. Yeah. There's a reason people don't really make 100% rise. Right. Yeah. Because you have, it's, it's so, there's so much shit to talk about. It's like we've been <laughs> up and down. It, yeah. it, back there when we were talking, I was like making notes about things I wanted to hit and, and talk about. And you have the fermenting uh, tanks back yes. there. You have three different fermenting tanks. <clears throat> so, where in the process does a fermenting tank uh, take place? So, what uh, you. you, you, you what, what's the process, right? There's three different stations back there, yes? Yep, more or less, yeah. All right. So there's there's three stations, but four major steps. Okay. Um, first step is mashing, which is where we... In the big mash tank. Yep, yep we grind everything in the parking lot, oh. mix it with hot water and enzymes, turn the starches into sugars. Uh, once we cool it down at that step, we add the yeast and put it in those fermenters. Okay. And that's the... That's the boring step where you just kind of sit and wait. So the interesting thing about the fermenting tanks is I was looking and they have like different names oh, on them. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, what's with the what's with the what's with the names? And it's a very it's a very lancing thing. So what's the story with the little names on, on the tank? What are, what is that? So the, the government requires us to distinguish each tank that we have. Okay. So it could be as simple as fermenter number one or five or whatever, however you want to call it. <laughs> but um 
I chose to go a little bit more Lansing centric. So uh, anyone that's ever driven through Lansing right. has seen the three giant smokestacks, um, yes. yep. and they have a name. So I want to say it was back in the twenties or something like that. Right. Um, the State Journal, the local newspaper here, did a naming contest for them, <laughs> and it uh, they settled on uh, wink and blinkin and nod, which is actually a poem <laughs> from that era. It was a very yes. popular children's poem from that era. And, um, but it's written very Germanically too. It's a, it? yeah, the, like home. wise and umlauts and correct. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, and in an homage to to those, uh, we named our three fermenters that um, okay. because, as it, I've been told, um, the, the the three smokestacks are going to come down eventually here in town oh. because they're not being used and they're sure. not efficient and all that stuff. So, right, right. Um, we'll lose one of our uh, landmarks, but. Uh, it will continue will be the new here. landmark. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, you know, you should you should have that on the outside here, on right. the window side. You need to make big stickers. You need to get the fifth American Fifth Spirits logo, but then have their names on them. Because they're just small, like one-inch high letters yeah, up at the celebrate, top of them. Celebrate those guys. Uh, <laughs> and, and, yeah, so Lansing people, they're, they're, they're suckers for that kind of nostalgia. <laughs> so trust me, I spent enough nights in the peanut barrel to know. Uh, <laughs> they're suckers for the nostalgia. So, yeah, that was that was the thing, the names of the barrels, as I wanted to. I, I had to have you share that story. Sure. Wink them, blink them, and nod? Yep. All right, so that's that. a very cool. Oh man! So after a nice, you know, liquid dinner, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, always yeah. want to have. You always want to finish a meal with a good dessert. A liquid right? dessert. Is so that where maybe we're a liquid next? dessert. Yeah. Let's so do that. Can, can, are we going to head there next? Yeah. Let's or do what it. are your yeah. thoughts? All yep. right. All right. So this one is again labeling issues and no, the, the, we have the label on this. Uh, the government the isn't the issues. issue. This one, uh, the printer is. Ah, uh, it's yeah, a printer. Right. Right. Yes. Okay. Um, but uh, this is. Uh, Legally, it's salted caramel cream liqueur. Okay. Um, but uh, it's really a salted caramel white Russian. Ah. So uh, we have a cocktail on our menu called a salted caramel white Russian that uh -huh. has turned into our most popular cocktail of all time. Wow, okay. Of all time. Of all time. Okay. To date. So um, we decided to uh, replicate it as a liqueur. And that way, people can just buy it and take it home in this bottle and just open it and pour it. Hmm. Um, and it's, you want to serve it chilled. Is yeah. that correct? Is it still it's not quite as cold as it was earlier? Yeah, you're good. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, we use, there's coffee concentrate in here from Blue Owl Coffee Company, which is a Lansing based uh, coffee house um, that's okay. now getting into roasting as well. Oh. Um, so we utilize their coffee concentrate and uh, we've concocted the. Uh, the, uh, the the caramel flavor and the salt and everything um, to, to mimic the cocktail as closely as we possibly could. And I think we right. kind of hit it pretty closely. Oh, wow. Cheers, cheers, gentlemen. Cheers, fellas. Cheers. I am a sucker for a salted caramel whatever. And I'm still a sucker for... <laughs> so for we it. did... Um, our, our wholesaler posted nice. um, nice. us at a couple really, of Michigan really State football tailgates this past yeah. uh, fall. And by accident, um, I discovered that if you uh, mix yep. three parts of this to, to one part our bourbon, mm -hmm. it's heavenly. Ah. It, is, it is majestic. I know what I'm going home with. It's, it's <laughs> really amazing. Nice. Yeah, my wife would really enjoy that. She, you know, she's always been a Bailey's type person, but yeah. I think this is the, the like four steps above what I, whatever Bailey's can do. This is beautiful. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. it's it's fun. Um, it's 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 one of the things that we can do in the uh, tasting room for people to take home. Yeah. It's easy for them to do because some of our cocktails are four, five, six, seven ingredients. You know, mm -hmm. and and there's techniques and muddling and 
uh, dry shaking and double straining and all kinds of stuff that that's sure. really intimidating to people. Mm-hmm. Being that this is one of the, or being that this is the most popular cocktail we've ever made, um, just make it easy for them. Yeah, yeah. that's no, that's that was special. Mm-hmm. It really was special. That's a nice finish. So, but you you partnered with the coffee house Correct. on that one. Yep. And uh, it, it, you do you source a lot of the stuff from Michigan mm-hmm. as much as you can, as much as we can, yeah. Right. And that's fantastic. But then when you're done with this stuff, you, you, you again, we were back there on the tour, and you told mm-hmm. me an interesting story uh, about all the 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 pulp and the yeah, the, so, the residue that yeah. when you're done, uh, normally that's just headed for a landfill, right? Yeah, um, I mean, ideally. Um, we I've reached out to farmers in the past mm-hmm. um, to pick up our, our spent grain, basically, is how we refer to it. So sure. after we get done with the, we strip the whiskey. Um, we All we have left over is boiling hot water, um, a spent grain, and a bunch of protein. It's mm. not anything we could do anything with any longer. Um, so what we do is we pump it into a 300-gallon container. We fill that thing up, let it cool, and then we pump that out the window and put it in the pack, back of our cargo van where we have another one of those containers. We're just going to let it flow all over the place. Um, <laughs> and then we take that to the anaerobic digester. Uh, so we dump it into the digester at Michigan State. Yeah. And they harvest methane off of it. They convert the methane to electricity. Wow. They pump the electricity back to the grid for the university. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so step recy- one. you're recycling. It's very, yeah. 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 very green. So that's step one. Love that. um, the next step for them is they pump it into another larger silo where it dries. And it turns into compost, and then they uh, spread it on the fields out there. Because uh, if anyone's seen Michigan State, the whole south end of the campus is just big uh, fields and everything. Yeah. So they use it as fertilizer out there in those fields. Um, so, uh, you know, we're we're trying to be as green as possible. Um, we on that front, we have very very little. We have actually no waste whatsoever. So yeah. It's actually Great. technically a byproduct. Um, so uh, we don't dump it down the drain. We don't put it in the dumpster or anything like that. It's great. Yeah. So thank, just, you, thank you. Yeah, thank you I don't for know doing people, that, taking that yeah. process. It might it might cost a couple extra bucks to do that for you guys. It's yeah. absolutely it free. Really, is it really? Uh, well, I mean, cars gets to go over it. And, <laughs> and, and, and if you ever been to an anaerobic digester, it's not a place to take a date. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds very scientific <laughs> and like a clean facility. It's a pit in the ground with a propeller somewhere in there. It just mixes organic waste. Oh my gosh! Yeah, um. no, it's it's a fun trip. Right, just yeah. the time spent, you know that that that's where you know to, to do all that. You know that, that yeah. that's the cost involved, but it's well well worth it. Yeah, and it's it's one of the things. So when I first um, started understanding what goes into a distillery, mm-hmm. um, I went to a, a seminar uh, here in, in at Michigan State actually, and the first thing they said is you need to find a place to put your distillate. Mm. So yeah. you, you can make the best whiskey in the world, but you can only make so much of it if you don't get rid of your trash. Right. Sure. Um, and we're really, really fortunate to have that anaerobic digester yeah. technology available to us through Michigan State. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Fantastic. All right, cars. I gotta ask you. I see your tattoo. It's very, oh. very, very visual for a podcast. So there's a cat right. on it. We have another show. Called oh, we got. <laughs> yeah, there is. There, there is another podcast. Up Animal. There. There's another show called Animal Talk. Right, so okay. what, what do we got happening here? We got. So, this is uh, this is. Three oh cats in a folk band, actually. Holy crap. Yeah. Three cats in a folk band? Three cats in a folk what's band. What's the name of the band? Oh, God, no, I don't know. <laughs> so what's, what's Didn't the story get that far. The, uh, the story behind this tattoo is I had two of my very good friends from when I lived out in Wisconsin promised me that we would all get tattoos of our respective cat okay. playing our respective instru- instrument. Okay. And they backed out. And so I just got all three cats and all three instruments. 
dude, that yeah. is like so cool. And I hope cat they hear this so I can sort of call thing. them out. Yeah, there's a cat playing a bass on a, a big wash bin. Sort yeah, of thing. wash bin bass, and then, banjo, uh, and another one playing the washboard. So, yeah. yeah, if I if I could be big... so bold, that's the original Stray Cats right I think, there. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. So that's awesome. Cars, thanks for mixing it up. Oh, so well for us, Rick. Thank you for having us into your house here. This is been pretty amazing appreciate yeah. ga- appreciate you guys uh making the drive up absolutely yeah. we'll, we'll, uh, drive up anytime yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you so I much just, yeah I, th- I think that was like i got more notes but uh, <laughs> yeah. we've, been, we've been rolling for a while we're out of booze so there's, yeah. more <laughs> oh, there's full bottles on the table and, uh, i'm going for round two <laughs> but uh no thank you so much for for having us it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very informative uh people can find it uh, all around michigan just ask your party store yep. to, to yep. get it social media is american fifth on yep. all platforms websites yep. american fifth yeah, facebook is american fifth instagram's yep. at american fifth same thing with twitter and then the uh, website www.americanfifthspirits.com correct, correct? Yep. so yeah Check these guys out. They, this is really special here. Really so, yeah, thank you. Yeah. And uh, thanks for hanging out in the, the Man Cave Happy Hour. Like us. If you're listening, if you've, you've tormented yourself for this long, yeah. <laughs> uh, make sure you, you go to where, wherever you're downloading your podcast. Make a comment. Mm-hmm. Do the little thumbs up. Ring that bell. I don't know. That's YouTube, right, Sam? That's, that's a little uh, YouTube thing, yeah. Sam just, Sam, we're like the embarrassing dads for Samantha. Uh, ring the bell, right? That's YouTube. But, all right. So, but like, subscribe, leave a comment. It, it helps. We appreciate it. Mancavehappyhour.com. And we're on the Twitter and the Facebook as well. So find yeah. us there. Yes, sir. Uh, Jamie and Matt. It's, Matt and uh, Jamie. We're, we are here. We're, we love doing this. We love learning about what's going yes. on locally. You guys so, are doing a good job, too. Thank you. Well, thank you. gentlemen, cheers. Cheers, cheers fellas. Cheers. Got to make that clinking sound. There yeah. we are. Yep. There it is. <laughs> <laughs>